Come Holy Ghost, come power from on high, come fire of heaven, breath of God, come Holy Comforter, Holy Sanctifier, come Lord and Giver of life, come third person of the Holy Trinity, come and anoint us. Alleluia, Christ is risen, the Lord is risen indeed, alleluia. Please be seated. For I know that my Redeemer liveth, and at the last he will stand upon the earth. And after my body has been thus destroyed, then from my flesh I shall see God, whom I shall see on my side, and my eyes shall behold, and not another. Hundreds of years before the coming of Christ our Lord into the world, the author of the book of Job wrote these words, For I know that my Redeemer liveth, and it is because he lives that we live. He foresaw that the Christ would not only save us, but truly should reign in life over death. And that he the Messiah, the Christ, would be life himself. That he would live, and that at the last he will stand upon the earth. That is, at his second coming, all the creation shall behold the Lord who came in the flesh, who died and rose and who has ascended into heaven. But Job goes on to say, And after my body hath been destroyed, that is, after my death, then from my flesh I shall see God. How is it that he can say that after my body is destroyed, in my flesh I shall see God? except that he speaks of the resurrection of the dead. That though we shall die, yet shall we live. And that whoever believeth in the Lord shall never die. And death shall not reign over us. For Christ reigns and reigns over us. And so in my body I shall see God. I shall see him in this flesh, for indeed I shall be raised and reunited with my soul and glorified in the resurrection of the dead as Christ is risen from the dead. And as it says in Romans chapter 6, verse 9, death shall have no dominion over me, over you, for it has no dominion over him. Do you ever receive a knock at the door and get a little bit anxious? Who's on the other side of the door? You know, especially when you're busy or you don't want anyone to know that you're home. I remember on the coast of Labrador, no one ever locked their doors. And I just needed 
a little space. And so I locked the door and I turned out all the lights and people would just walk into your house up there. That was the, the custom. And so somebody, I could hear them, they shook the whole house when they grabbed the knob and attempted to walk in, but it was locked. And the whole house shook. And then after a moment, Anyone watch The Big Bang Theory? No? Penny? Pen? Yeah, okay. Anyway, and then finally I heard, Deacon Michael, open up. Your skidoo's out here. My snowmobile. So they knew I was home. And so the lights came on and I opened the door and there I was with them. But there is sometimes a certain anxiety but there are other times when we, we go to the door and we're very excited. We can't wait to open the door because of who it is that's on the other side. Like when my mother, no, I mean, uh, when my mom, yes, comes. Or when you know that it's a friend. Or when you know that it's publishing clearinghouse outside. <laughs> And I'm just as excited for you to answer the door then, too, as long as you tithe. <laughs> so sometimes we're afraid to answer the door, and sometimes we can't wait to open the door because of the joy that's already filling our hearts with anticipation of who it is that is knocking on the door. Well, for us, death is no longer the grim reaper. The door of death has been destroyed. And the door is the Lord Jesus Christ. It is he himself that is the door. It is he himself that is knocking. It is he himself that is waiting. It is he himself. And so we should not fear, as Christians, we should not fear death, for it is not death at all that awaits us, but life, life himself. This is the promise of God. This is the promise of the Scriptures. This is the promise of our faith. And in my body I shall see God, whom I shall see on my side. In some translations, whom I shall behold as a friend, not as a stranger. We have some anxiety answering the door when it's a stranger on the other side. But when it's a friend, we're already joyful as we're making our way to the door. Now, the other day, Kathleen invited me to her house, and I knew that Chop Suey awaited me on the other side of the door, and so I was anxious to get to her door and was very happy to see her open it. And it was absolutely wonderful. Thank you. But we need not fear death. In the late 2nd century, that is, in the latter 100s, 
St. Melito, Bishop of Sardis, wrote these words considering the resurrection. The Lord, having put on human nature, that is, the Lord having come into our midst, and having suffered for him who suffered, that is, having borne the pain of the cross for us, and having been bound for him who was bound, that is, for us who were bound by sin and death, but no more. We are now free. Because he was bound, we are free. And having been buried for him who was buried, that is, for us, for we are dust, and unto dust shall we return. is risen from the dead. He's the final word. If you have sin, nail it to the cross and know that the risen Christ who is alive is the final word and his word is forgiveness. If you are bound by temptation or spiritual or generational bondage, Turn to the Lord and know that because he is bound, you are free. If death knocks at the door, know that it is not death at all, but life himself. Your Lord, your God, your Savior, your King. And so St. Melito goes on to say that the Lord proclaims loudly, Who will contend against me? Can your sin defeat the risen Christ? No. Can your sufferings overwhelm the joy of the risen Lord who lives forever? No. Can death itself diminish the power and victory of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ from the dead, no, for death hath no dominion over him. Who will contend against me? Let him stand before me for all who oppose the Lord shall fall for he is the final word. Who will contend against me? Let him stand before me. It is I who delivered the condemned. We were condemned, but he brings us deliverance. Do you believe this? If you believe it, ask the Lord by the power of the Spirit to place this truth within your heart that it may take root and bear forth much fruit. Otherwise, worry and heaviness and sorrow and fear and anxiety shall fill you. Father Andrew likes to say that Dr. Phil has a really good saying. So how's that working for you? How is... Fear of death. How is the heaviness of 
your sin? How is your anxiety and your sorrow and the weight that you carry upon your shoulders, how's that working for you? When the alcoholic is overcome by alcohol, or when we give ourselves over to pornography, when we fail to offer everything to God, we may lie to ourselves and say that we're happy, but if we're honest, we will say, that's not working very well. There must be another way. And there is the risen Christ. Do you believe that? Then allow it to begin to change your heart. Pray every day. Come, Lord. I seek not condemnation, though I deserve it. I seek not judgment, though you would be just in giving it to me. I seek grace. I seek the power of your resurrection. I seek your spirit to fill me. It is I who delivered the condemned. He gives us deliverance for our condemnation. It is I who gave life to the death in exchange for death. He shall give you life. In exchange for death, he shall give you life. I don't know a single Christian, a single believer in the Lord Jesus Christ who has ever met the grim reaper at the end of this earthly life. Not a single one. Because it's not the grim reaper who comes. It is the risen Jesus Christ. He is the way. He is the truth. He is the life. He is the door. He is the door. I don't know a single person in this life who has trusted in the Lord for life and salvation who has experienced death going into non-existence or eternally Eternally being cast from the throne of God. Not a single one. And I will come again, says the Lord. And I shall take you to myself, that where I am, you may be also. The resurrection of Jesus. Who will contend against me? Let him stand before me. I who delivered the condemned, it is I who gave life to the dead. It is I who raised up the buried. Who will argue with me? It is I, says Christ, who destroyed death. Do you believe it? What has the final word over you? Sin and death or life and salvation in Jesus Christ? Choose this day. And if you choose life and salvation in Jesus Christ, then begin to walk in the truth. All the differences of those two. So many times when I'm in the midst of struggles and I'm not praying as I should and I'm not asking the Lord to fill me and I'm trying to find my own way out. Oh, how different it is. 
than that peace which passeth all understanding that keeps my heart and mind in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ. When I say, Lord, help me to walk in your ways. Just last week, I went through a short period where I felt far from the Lord. Had nothing to do with the chop suey. And I felt as if a heaviness, a cloud was coming over me and enveloping me. And it was amazing by just saying, Lord, I am so weak. I am so fallen. I am so broken. I'm being enveloped. I can't get myself up. I can't even get out of my own way. My heart is ready to sin. Help me, Jesus. It's amazing how quickly I felt that hand upon my shoulder. It is I, says Christ. St. Melito goes on, So then, come here, all you families of men, weighed down by your sins, and receive pardon for your misdeeds. How often we want to hold on to what has become familiar to us, even when it's to our detriment. So often we want to hold on to our sins. And yet the Lord says, come, give me your sin, and I shall give you pardon and forgiveness. For I am your pardon, says the Lord. I am your Passover, which brings salvation. I am the lamb slain for you. I am the bath that shall wash you. I am your life. I am your salvation. I am your resurrection. I am your light. I am your king. I am your friend. It is I who brings you up to the heights of heaven. It is I who will give you the resurrection there. I will show you the eternal Father. I shall raise you up with my right hand. And he will never let go. I have to end with this one analogy. Sometimes when I'm walking with the girls in a, in a parking lot and, you know, there's cars going around, I'll say, you know, take my hand. And, and sometimes they willingly take, take my hand. But I'll move down and I'll take them sometimes around the wrist so that I can get a better, a better grip. And, and then I walk with them. Because I know that they're in some danger. But from time to time, I'll feel a little hand trying to pry my fingers off their wrists. Because they want to walk by themselves through the danger. And what do I say to them? I say, hey, knock it off. We're in a busy parking lot. You can get hurt. 
Cut it out. That sound familiar? That's what the Lord is saying to us. And we so foolishly say, I want to walk through the danger myself. And he's saying, you're in a dangerous spot. Let me take you around the wrist. Let me walk with you. And I shall deliver you safely. And no one shall snatch you out of my hand. This is the promise which is ours in Jesus Christ. The next step you take, take believing in that promise. Amen.